0: Hello and welcome to How About Them Huskers. My name is Will Nota for and I'm joined as always by my grandpa Husker Dan from Husker Max in the beautiful city for uh whoa whoa uh the beautiful city of Omaha Nebraska. I don't know what I was gonna say there <laughs> but grandpa how are you doing this fine Sunday?
1: You know, I just uh just if I were any better I'd have to be two or three people. I'm, I'm just the <laughs> size of two or three people but yeah and and you're feeling better last week you kind of were uh yeah that was that you did that was a yep
0: i i do want to give a quick shout out to that uh shout out again to josh for joining us that was an amazing episode if you guys haven't had a chance to go back and listen to that uh really fun time with him he had he we had a blast a lot of fun stories that he was able to tell a lot of insight about some stuff uh and some interesting answers on stuff that i didn't think that he was gonna um agree with some stuff, but, um, that he ended up doing so anyway. Uh, but also thank you guys for downloading and listening to that one. That is our, uh, that past episode was our most downloaded podcast episode ever, um, with 250 something downloads. So we thank you guys a lot for doing that. That, that, that means a lot. And, uh, we hope that we keep that up with those interviews and we'll keep bringing you some more, uh, obviously not this week. We got a lot to catch up on. Uh, and I, we got to get right into it. Uh, with um well maybe i, I we grew up and i you were talking before we started recording we said we we're going to start with some women's basketball because their season started finishing up but i think this is maybe more noteworthy and something that was released a couple weeks ago uh but something that we should talk about uh the volleyball day the, the nebraska women's yeah. basketball or women's volleyball team is going to be hosting uh on, at memorial stadium on august 30th their goal uh by doing this is to uh break the all-time attendance record for an NCAA regular season single match uh of volleyball ne- Wisconsin broke Nebraska and Creighton's record um by hosting Florida at the Cole center they had 16 thousand uh 16 thousand eight hundred there uh, and now the goal for this volleyball game uh, which is uh it's Four teams are going to be playing that day. Uh it's um Nebraska Wesleyan, I believe. Uh UNO Nebraska and uh Nebraska Kearney, I think. Yeah. Does that sound right to you?
1: I think so, yeah. Okay. um an and so game in the after well, and they're the, the first uh match that's on. Yeah, it's it's an exhibition game for them, but it'll be a real game for for UNO and uh and the Huskers right right so that they can break that
0: record and memorial stadium can seat uh 90 000. i mean you can see yeah i think it's around ninety thousand. but uh uh anyway um they're just gonna break that uh, record the day before nebraska starts um playing big ten football Against Minneapolis, against Minnesota, the the day after that. So that'll be at Memorial Stadium, and if you are in Lincoln, I highly suggest you go to that. It's going to be uh, really great. They have uh, that's that's August thirtieth, and they're calling it Volleyball Day in Nebraska. So that's that's so kind well, of a, how that's many, a big thing.
1: How many people do you think will show? Depending on the weather, but let's say the weather is clear. It's going to be hot. It's going to be muggy. We know that. <laughs> but if it doesn't rain, how many? I think there's going to be a boatload of people there. I'm. I, oh yeah. 40s at least. 40s. That's
0: a 40, 40, maybe 40, 45 at the most. Like it's going to be a bunch just because, uh, one, the novelty of watching a volleyball right. game in a football stadium, but then also uh, Nebraska's good, which I think if they tried to do this and Nebraska was okay, yeah. they wouldn't break the record because right. there wouldn't be there wouldn't be enough demand. But now you get, you're going to, I think, 40, 40, 40,000 plus. Um, and they're going to have that record for all time unless people start hosting these volleyball uh, games in football stadiums regularly. But that's just—it's just, just going to be crazy. I will definitely be watching that game. I don't know if I'll be able to be out there because school's starting. But um, that would be—it's just going to be electric. I think, uh, and just having that many people there to watch one volleyball game is going to be nuts.
1: Well, I, I think it, it's—it's good. I think it's great for a the Husker volleyball program. Uh, for the state of Nebraska, and then uh, I wouldn't be surprised if you see opposing coaches come to that. I, I think it's it's great for college volleyball for the sport. Uh, that is, I mean, it's great, and I'm glad our Huskers are are playing in that. Of course, but uh, uh, it's just it's it's an exciting moment. It, it's it it'll go down in history. Now somebody else is going to Wisconsin will stage one out in there. Uh, and their football stadium. Somebody's going to do that, you know that. But um, uh, I, for for the at least the time being, that'll be the that'll be the record. It, it's it's going to be. I think as you said, it's going to be a difficult one to to uh, even uh, reach and let alone uh, succeed uh, or exceed. I, I think that's. I think it's going to be an awesome. And I think the timing is great. That the night before the Huskers kickoff at uh at minnesota oh that's just yeah
0: yeah just but like that weekend is going to be uh just insane for us for sports because first game for matt rule coming that saturday and then this on no thursday
1: that's the next night
0: oh Oh, sorry 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 yes Yes, yes, yes.
1: and we open at minnesota on thursday so yeah that's week zero again
0: right yeah Right, right right sorry yes thursday um, but yeah, so that first game coming on Thursday and then the, the, uh, volleyball game on Wednesday, um, it's just going to be electric. That, that whole week is the buildup to both those games is going to be, uh, absolutely insane. Um, and then one other thing I was doing some just random research and I found this headline, um, at, on, this is through, uh, KLKN, the, uh, the, the Lincoln ABC channel, uh, channel eight, I believe. Um, but Georgia Southern posted on their Twitter and apparently, There is a display at the College Football Hall of Fame now as of March 1st that is a uh, memorial of sorts to Georgia Southern's 42 45, sorry, 45 42 win over Nebraska this past season uh, in the College Football Hall of Fame. So
1: kind (laughs) of (laughs) hurts. But do you suppose that Matt Rule will use that as a little motivating factor? Yeah,
0: I mean, I don't understand why they put that in the college football Hall of Fame. It wasn't that big of a deal. I mean, it's it's a, it's Georgia Southern who is not that good, but it's Clay Helton. I I mean, there's a certain there's there's certain things that are like, "Okay, but I mean, yeah, I imagine he's going to use that as fuel. That seems like a thing that he would he would do. Oh, yeah. Just be like, "Hey, look at they're putting like you, you want to live up to this legacy or, or this other legacy that I'm going to that we're going to recreate here." Like, yeah. what it, like this is what this is what your team is defined as last year they put this for everyone to see the the hundreds of thousands of people that walk through that college football hall of fame museum which i was of I've, I've lucky uh luckily enough I've gotten a chance to go to and um it's like it, it has to be that that's got to hurt um i don't know if nebraska saw that i imagine that rule saw that as you said Jeez,
1: <laughs> oh, well, yeah. oh,
0: oh, yeah. geez um all right. Well, let's get on to some current Nebraska sports. Uh, unless you got anything to say about either of those two things, Grandpa? No,
1: no, no. Just, all right. Uh, don't get mad, just get even.
0: Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Perfectly stated.
1: Not um, that we play them this fall, but you know, just go out there and kick some butt.
0: Yes. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Um, all right. Nebraska baseball uh, started out their season 0 and three, and they are or sorry, 0 three and one. Uh, losing three games against a San Diego team that was really not that good coming in. Uh, They lost three games. They lost their first game by four, then two, and then one, and then they tied them 16-16, which I saw that score. And I was like, okay, there must be something going on here. Um, But Nebraska's rallied. Uh, they swept South Alabama in their next series, 5 4, 15 3, and then 9 3, uh, all those at South Alabama in Mobile. And then on Friday, they upset number seven, Vanderbilt, 5 3 uh, at the Cambridge College Classic, which they are at right now. They're playing Ole Miss right now. We'll get to that in a second. Number four, Ole Miss, I should say. Uh, and then uh, yesterday, the Saturday, March 4th, uh, Nebraska beat a good Hawaii team, 12-3, just dominated and blew them out of the park. Uh, the cool thing that's that's uh, about this tournament that they're in, they're this the, the Cambridge College Classic, is that it's in Minneapolis, Minnesota. They're playing it in U.S. Bank Stadium, which is the home of the Minnesota Vikings. So it's kind of weird the way they have to configure the field, the way it looks. I was looking at some video of yeah. it. Um, it just is kind of weird looking and uh they play they didn't change anything about the field they just put a baseball diamond and painted all the lines on the football field itself so it, the turf's kind of weird i was listening to the uh radio call i believe it was um greg sharper who, who does the yeah, uh yeah, yeah okay yeah. Uh, husker radio network um and he was talking about how the Grass slows the ball down a bunch because it's not the same turf that they're used to. So it's been a little bit weird for sure for both for all those teams playing. But uh, and now as, as I said, Nebraska's playing number four will miss uh currently and they are uh losing eight zero from what I know uh last and that was mainly it miss oh it's eight two now. Good Nebraska scored two runs in the top of the uh third inning. And they have two outs in the bottom of the third against Ole Miss right now. Ole Miss's eight runs came in the first inning. Uh, Just looked like it was a called strike uh, against uh, a batter for a third out and then ends up being called a ball. And then next pitch comes and uh, he brings in – two runs and the floodgates kind of open from there. Uh, So kind of unfortunate Nebraska's kind of clawing back though. So a lot of ball to play in that one. But what are your thoughts on Nebraska's baseball season as it, as it stands right now, Grandpa, what are you, are are you impressed of how fast they turned it around? Uh, I listened to a little podcast that uh, Greg Sharp did on the Husker sports nightly thing that they do every week uh, on the, or every Monday, uh, every day, I think uh, every weekday on the radio uh, on Husker radio network. And he was talking with Will Bolt about uh, kind of the turnaround and some of these kids that they've had and and how they've matured so quickly. But what are your thoughts on their season?
1: Yeah, I think it's you know they they dug themselves a hole with an O three and one start um, and and then they've clawed their way back, uh, winning five straight. And and you know one of them in their in their path was beating Vanderbilt, um, and that that that's good. I, I don't know what's going to happen today, and uh, they they opened this the home season um, this week. Yeah, this week. Yes, um, this week. And they play Northern Colorado. Yep, which is in your neck of the woods. Uh, Correct,
0: and also Will Bolt's first job uh, in baseball coaching. One I didn't know that. I
1: didn't yeah, know that.
0: that's what he. That's what he said over the uh, interview. He gave him his first. The the head coach there now, give him his first opportunity. So, well, that'll be kind of
1: interesting. Nebraska's playing in and not the best uh, baseball um, conference. Uh, so they're going to have to play really well, and 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 I think Bolt is trying to to schedule some tough opponents early on to help their resume at the end of the season when they get picked for uh, hopefully postseason play. So yeah, um, yeah, it's it's way too early to to see now injuries and all kinds of stuff, but Will Bolt is very very high on this team. He is he's uh, you know normally coaches this time of year when they start a season, they're kind of, Oh, we'll see. And, you know, we hope we can do this and that he was, he's very, very high on this team. So I'm excited. That's, that'd be, that'd be awesome. If he can come back here sometime, maybe we can go uh, catch a game at, uh, at the Haymarket.
0: Yeah, definitely. Definitely. That'd be, be, yeah, he, I mean, he has good reason to be high on this team. He's got a uh, freshman kid, uh, Carrie coming in. He's from Colorado. Um, it back to he was on a back-to-back state champion baseball team. I didn't have time to look him up um, and, and see what school that was but um, he's a freshman he's been playing he played uh, a summer league with a bunch of college pitchers with wooden bats and he said that that will bolt was saying that that was just like monumental for him because it kind of clicked in his head over the summer oh, this is the same game I've been playing just a little bit faster pace, a little bit better pitchers, that kind of stuff. And so he's now uh, one of their best players. And he's he usually plays shortstop, but they transitioned him to third base and Will Bolt said he's just a natural there and he's been playing pretty well. He's been hitting really well. And uh and then um Max Anderson's been playing really well as well. He's been yeah. hot lately, um, hitting over five hundred I think recently this past weekend. So uh he's been he's had the hot hand and this Nebraska team I, I don't see a lot of issue with them and it loses you know losing to Ole Miss the way that they are right now Ole Miss is a really good baseball team uh and Nebraska still getting things figured out a little bit so that I'm I'm fine with that I don't really care they beat number seven Vanderbilt I'll take that I don't really need you to beat also the number 14 that would be great um but beating the number seven Vanderbilt team is uh good enough out of this weekend where I thought Nebraska going in was going to go maybe one and two if they beat Hawaii and they just dismantled Hawaii and uh and ended up clutching the the win out in the eighth inning against Vanderbilt. So uh, that was, and then as you said, Northern Colorado this week, and then Illinois State as well uh, coming this Friday and Saturday. So they got a and, and Sunday, I should say. But um, yeah, they got a lot of work to do. So well, it's early in the season, but we'll definitely be following them, tracking them, and they gotta they gotta play some uh, not great teams. Big Ten, Michigan's always good. Um, but they only got one series against them, and really, it's you got to you got to w- beat these teams that uh, you're supposed to beat now, and beat the teams in conference play. So we'll see how that goes for them.
1: Uh, what uh, else what, you get in? Do you want to get into men's and women's basketball?
0: Yeah, let's start with women's basketball. Kind of a disappointment, uh, honestly, coming into a Big Ten tournament where. Um, they were expected to go past the first round and they or sorry, past the second round. They were expected to beat this Michigan state team. Uh, they had earlier in the year by, uh, four. So it wasn't a blowout, but it wasn't close. They played them at home. They play them at home again. Uh, and they lose by three 67, 62 and are out of the big 10 tournament as well as, uh, they are now out of the NCAA March madness running, uh, which is extremely unfortunate for them. And uh, it's it's just it's, it's a shame to see it because this team coming into this season we thought was going to do so well, and they just kept stumbling against these teams that are not that good. You see, fourth game of the season, uh, you lose to a number twenty ranked Creighton team who is good and still is very good, but a team that you probably should have beaten. You lose to them by sixteen. That's kind of unacceptable. You lose to Drake, who's not even ranked by. 18, that's even worse. You you got to win those games, and then, I mean, you you lose to these teams that uh, you shouldn't really be losing to, and it, it you're not. There's no way you can get into the tournament that way. Uh, you you got to beat the teams you're supposed to beat, and then beat some of the teams you're not supposed to beat. And Nebraska almost beat Iowa and some of these other ranked teams, but they couldn't pull. But they couldn't close out some of these games where. Uh, for example, a few weeks ago against Minnesota, uh, at Minnesota a game that Nebraska really needed, they lose by three and allow 95 points to a Minnesota team that wasn't really that good this year, honestly. Um, and it's just unfortunate to see them go out when they did. You never like to see that. Um, but my guess is that they'll be in the NIT of the women's tournament. Uh, or Yeah, the WNIT, I guess is what mm-hmm. it's called. But um, I don't see them getting into the uh, – NCAA tournament, the uh, bracketology came out, uh, I believe today. And I looked at it Nebraska is in that uh, next four out spot of the tournament, which is usually means you're going to have to win some conference game. You're going to have to win some other games or whatever. Nebraska doesn't have any other games to win. So that's probably going to get uh, bumped out pretty quick. So we'll see. But what are your thoughts on their season overall, grandpa?
1: Well, uh, jazz Shelley just got named to the first team, all big 10, which is great. Nebraska hasn't had a first team selection in eight years. And only, yes. 14, only 14 Nebraska players is, have, have ever been first teamers, conference first teamers. So that's, you know, if you're looking for a bright spot. And and who knows, maybe the WNIT is, maybe they go on a run there. You you just don't know.
0: Hopefully, yeah, hopefully. I hope that they have some sort of fire in them because this team, uh, as, as I was saying, this team, we expected a lot from them coming in. And then uh, just couldn't finish out the way that we had hoped that they were going to finish out the season. So um, it's it's just really unfortunate. But yeah, hopefully they go on a run in the NIT, maybe get to the semifinals, maybe quarterfinals. I'm sure that they can get there. Uh, they're going to be one of the better teams in that tournament uh, when, they, when they get there. So we'll have to see. We'll definitely be tracking that guy. That'll probably be the first time I watch either the women's or the men's NIT tournament um for just for <laughs> any reason so <laughs> well, they better do elks. Well, <laughs> um but yes uh let's move on to men's basketball they are currently playing iowa uh grandpa you're recording this game i uh, yep. do you want me to say the score or yeah do i you? do i do Okay, so Nebraska is winning uh, with 47 seconds left. They're winning 80-77. to Iowa Iowa hasn't hit a field goal in the last five minutes. So we'll see how this ends up. I'll give you guys a score update uh, for that. I'm sure this is going to be very anticlimactic for those of you listening later because this game will already be done. You'll have the score update. Um, But let's just talk about this team in general. The Big Ten tournament begins this week. This is Nebraska's last regular season game. Yep. Uh, against iowa so this could be huge they would put this game if they win this game nebraska would be over 500 on the season yeah. which is yeah. really really good for a team that has had as many injuries and they added another one um blaze Kieta uh also got injured this week um he might be back in time for that the big 10 tournament um i believe that's what you mean by tournament grandpa yeah um right. and so we'll see i don't know it's um This team has been really, really fun to watch. They've been playing with a lot of uh, drive over the past month, just beating all these teams. For example, they beat a Maryland team. We talked about this a little bit. They beat a Maryland team in overtime that is now ranked number 21 uh, and is really good, and they beat that team, and now they're beating an Iowa team that is pretty good. Um, And – that's just – this is probably the best ending to a season that we could ask for. I think Fred Hoiberg's job is safe. Oh, yeah. um, I don't think he should be worried about that at all. But uh, Casey Tobinaga's been playing great. Sam Hoiberg's been playing great. Sam Griesel's been playing really well. Derek Walker's been playing really well. They've just – had everyone's clicking at the right time. So I wonder if that's going to get them into the NIT uh, just that they're playing so well right now, Yeah. which, yeah. I mean, th- the these tournaments, while it is you need to qualify, it's also the NCAA is also a business, and the NIT is also a business. They're trying to make money. They want to have entertaining games. They want to have entertaining teams. Nebraska's laid out a pretty good case in this last month that they are a very entertaining team and a capable team that can beat teams that they're not supposed to beat. So we'll see. Uh, we'll definitely keep track of that, but... What are your thoughts on this Nebraska team? What are your chan- What do you think their chances are of getting into the NIT, Grandpa?
1: Well, you know, the, in this case, Nebraska's case, the the uh, the parts don't equal the sum. The sum is like there's no way you should win 16 games, or you you know you you shouldn't be beating these teams, but they they don't have the talent, but they have a lot of grit, a lot of determination, and you gotta you gotta take your hat off to to Fred Hoiberg. And I, I agree with you. I think he's going to be around. I that this would be a terrible uh way to go out. Um you know, and I don't think Trev Alberts wants to make a, a coaching change. I mean, the record still is is not good, and this is his fourth season, but it's the way that they are playing and the way they're competing, and they don't give up. And so I think I think getting a, an NIT bid is is NIT used to be the big dance before the big dance you made yeah. every, every team wanted to make the NIT so uh i don't know i think that's great any they're playing on house money at this point they get an NIT bid it's like who the heck would have thought you know a few weeks ago that the that nebraska would be in this position so i think it's great it's exciting for you know i mean we're not this is not gonzaga we're not kansas we're not you know duke or anything but still there's a passion with the with the husker fans um in this in this program and and all the athletic department or the athletic uh the the team sports there so it's it's they just are waiting for to celebrate and to cheer uh for something and they've and and the Husker men's team has done that so far this year. They've they've given excitement. I think is what you said. That, that is, they're an exciting team. You think you're going to rule these guys out? Better don't don't cut them short. Yeah, because they
0: will find a way to get back in the game and come back and and make it interesting. If not, win the game, which is really all you could ask for for this team. Because that's with all these injuries, we were we counted them out of everything. Yeah. Uh, a couple months ago. Right. And now that's we've been talking about them for 10-plus minutes on episodes because they've had so much to talk about because they keep winning and winning all these games that they're not supposed to. So, uh I mean, I don't know what else I could ask for from this team, honestly.
1: Some of these unheralded players make plays down the stretch. You just say, wow, like uh, Sam Hoiberg. Just like, where, where did you... And then Tomonaga comes on. I think he is he wasn't playing this well earlier in the season and he's, he's blossomed into being a heck of a, you know, player. And he plays with a lot of passion and, and, and the crowd feeds off that. They love that. Yeah. Yep. Definitely. Definitely. Uh, We'll, we'll keep you guys
0: updated with that score. Nebraska just took a timeout with 16 seconds left and a four point lead and the ball. So we'll see how that goes. Uh, and oh, let's move on to some Nebraska football. Yeah. Um, let's talk the NFL <laughs> Combine NFL draft real quick, just give a little update. Uh, Trey Palmer ran a 4 3 3 40, uh, 40 yard dash at the Combine on Saturday. Oshan Mathis ran a four, seven, four. Um, which of the guys? So between Vokalek, uh, Travis, Travis Vokalek, the tight end, Trey Palmer, wide receiver, and then Oshan Mathis. Uh, Garrett Nelson did not get invited to the Combine. He is entering into the NFL draft. Um, which of those four guys, I guess, do you think is going to be picked the
1: highest for Nebraska oh, in, the, Palmer, in the draft? Palmer, 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 easily, easily. Um, yeah, and, I would and, agree and with Matt, you as well. And Mathis is, is going to be up there too. I wouldn't. You know, uh, um, where was uh, uh, our wide receiver last year? He was uh, playing for uh, Green Bay now? Correct, Samari Torre. Yeah. What? Yes. What? What round was he? He was a fairly. I want to say. I want to say fifth or sixth. Was it that? Yeah, I I don't know. I don't remember. But yeah, I I think Trey Palmer is, and I keep I'm a Kansas City Chief fan, so I keep thinking, well, maybe he'll end up there because that's a perfect offense for him uh, to to run the speed and and quickness, and uh, uh, he has a good set of hands. He's shown that he can catch the ball, and he's not afraid to go up in traffic and and get it. And uh, uh, so I, yeah, I think I think Trey Palmer would be the first one chosen of those three or four players yeah no I agree where do you think that O'Shawn Mathis is going
0: to go do you think he's going to be uh an undrafted free agent uh, or something along those lines or do you think he's going to get picked it's just like he didn't really come on until the last um yeah part of the season and it didn't look that great until the Iowa game and that the last couple of games which do you think that hurts him in the draft or what are you thinking
1: I think outside linebackers are kind of hard to find and and he's a good one. I think the I think the NFL whoever gets him is going to be able to developing develop him into being uh even better player I I mean it's it's a you don't know you don't know where you're going to end up and what what team you're gonna be a part of. but uh I think he'll get drafted. uh you know, who knows uh those guys don't the good ones don't come down the pike very often.
0: Yeah, that's correct. They don't. They don't. Um yeah, I'm not really finding where um Mr. Samari Torre was drafted. I really want oh it's oh sorry, I just did uh seventh round. He's uh picked two hundred and fifty-eighth overall, so towards okay. the very end of that draft. So yeah, yeah. Uh, I think Trey Palmer will be picked higher than he yeah. will. Yeah. Um in this draft. And then we'll have to see, as you said, for Oshan and uh travis vocal i think is maybe a guy like a jack Stoll, who you want to see kind of go the undrafted free agent route and just kind of pick the team that's going to go have a little bit more choice about which team is going to be best for him um i mean jack Stoll's with the eagles and he just won a super bowl so take that and he's been playing he's been playing for the eagles as well so and i'm sure vocal has got a motor he's got um a lot to prove and um what's interesting about this draft class though uh with the exception of garrett nelson and i mean Vokalek to a certain degree but a lot of these guys that are in the draft are transfers to nebraska yeah and we don't have a lot of players that we've recruited from high school that came through the nebraska program got developed and then sent on to the nfl do you think that's a problem or do you think that just is indicative of what Nebraska has gone through with Scott Frost and everything these past couple of years.
1: Well, that's a great question. I, I, do I think that Scott Frost has a great record of developing players? No. So, um, so you come in and, and you get uh Mathis came from TCU, I think. Yes. Um, and Palmer from LSU. So they've, they've already shown their worth. That that's the beauty of either junior college transfers or, uh, or just, you know, transfer portal players, they have a record. They, they, they've been coached. They've been, they're seasoned, you know, they played games uh, for the most part. And uh, so, yeah, I, I'm, you know, and this is going to be a different thing for Matt rule that he likes to develop and train and, 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 uh, you know, condition players to getting up to being all they can be. And that, that's a great, you can never say, "Well, we're going to make you the best tight end." Well, no, we're going to make you the best tight end that you can be, and that yeah. is always a fair. You should never try to be somebody else, and and I'm, and Matt, of course, knows that. So one of the one of the things you and I we, we were going to talk about this last week, but we just didn't have time. But Nebraska has offered a scholarship to Tory Pittman, and uh, that that doesn't that's not an outstanding. Uh, uh, Find there, but the guy, the kid, is an eighth grader at uh, he's at uh, Buffett Middle School in Omaha. He's an eighth grader, and so you're talking about finding talent and developing it because I'm sure the kid has great deal of speed. I, I think at this point, I think he's an athlete, but I but I'm not sure. And a kid that that age is is going to develop and and probably turn into whatever he's going to be, if he's going to be a defensive back or running back or wide receiver. Um, But that is pretty cool. Uh, It's never happened in Husker football history.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's, I mean, I, I, I bet that kid figured that out at some point, but being an eighth grade and getting offered by a D one school I, I wonder what effect that's going to have on his play. Um, Hopefully it is, this is just an offer and, we're, you're gonna have to earn it because we can redact this but sure, um, sure you could you could you could just as easily be like oh I already got an offer i don't have to improve anymore i don't have to work i'm good enough to play in division one right now so that's that's really interesting um just dynamic for an eighth grader to be offered but um that's that's really cool and uh something that will i mean let's see if that kid ends up coming to nebraska i will i might be I mean i'll be in college so if i end up going to nebraska i might be at nebraska and i've been talking about this kid since junior year so that would be kind of <laughs> weird uh, <laughs> i was thinking about that last night because i was listening to a uh, podcast about that um the omaha world herald did uh, sam McEwen uh and tom chattel did a uh, they were talking about uh dylan riola and yeah. he is my age and i was yeah. i that didn't really click with me until i was listening to that podcast so uh This Dylan Rella thing has been blown kind of wide open. He's got a visit to Georgia coming up this week, I believe. Um, I don't think he's going there, uh, and neither did the two of the guys, uh, Sam McEwen and Tom Chattel. uh, And there was one other guy on that podcast, but I forget who it was. Um, And uh, none of them thought that he was going to go to Georgia. That's still a possibility, but I don't think he's going to go there either. Uh, And they thought it's really just a race between USC and Nebraska, which is very, very interesting. Um, just the, the they're kind of polar opposites of each other right now um it just program wise because if you go to USC they were talking about how um he's in LA he's not the most popular person in the town versus he comes to Lincoln oh, yeah. literally everyone is going to know who he is yep. he was at the he he can only it's weird the recruiting process is weird because of Donovan uh right. being on the coaching staff um and so he can't take an official visit and Matt rolls having all these weird rules about how he can contact him and all that kind of stuff. So I don't know if you had to pick right now, grandpa, where do you think he's leaning? Nebraska. I agree with you as well. I was, I was, I just wanted to see if we were on the same page there, but I think he's coming to Nebraska as of right now. I don't want to say that uh, definitively, but I I imagine it's pretty close. And um, it's something that if we get Dylan Royola, that is going to be maybe a program saver not because of dylan raiola himself but because the players that dylan will bring with him and he's not a joke five-star either they were talking about that on the it was on the pick six podcast uh by omaha world Herald. i think it's the most recent episode that they were talking about it but um that is like he'll bring all these great wide receivers with him and that could be what turns nebraska back into the 90s nebraska that is competing for national championships and that kind of stuff So it's not a big deal if we don't get him besides that we don't get these other players. It's not, it's not saying we can't go get other good players. He will help us get some really good players if we get him, but it's, it's a huge impact if we get him and not a terrible, terrible downside
1: if we don't get him. Um, Yeah. I, I don't want, I don't, some people want to put like a trophy on their mantle over their fireplace. And I said, no, I, I, I want him to come here, but I want him to be here two or three years and, and develop a, a, a career and a, and a record. Um, and uh, but I don't just having a five-star kid like that sign with Nebraska is not, is not the object is it's the object is to get a player like that who stays in the program develops and, uh, and, and, and creates his own legacy. I mean, his dad was all American center a Remington award winner. Um, you can't get much better than that. And as you said, uh, uh Dylan's uncle, uh Donovan is the O-line coach. Um and then, you know, I lived in Southern California, as you know, and, and football, college football is not a big really nothing is. It's there's so many things there for, for competition for for you got Southern California, well, you got UCLA there. You got yeah. the, you got the Rams, you got the Lakers, you've got you know, there's so many things going on in that in that uh, in that part of the the country that that as you said, he is a huge, huge uh, fish in a, in a relatively small pond if he comes to Nebraska and and he knows the fan support, and his dad knows that. Um, and who else would show up for a losing team late in December and and pack the stadium? And you know your your team's going nowhere. They're not going to a bowl game, and yet you get you know seventy five thousand people show up for a, a game. I, I just it blows my mind. It, yeah, it's, uh, and that's yeah. that's the reason why I think he's going to come here.
0: Yeah, I agree with you. I I totally agree with all those points you just made, and I think that that's what makes Nebraska's fan base so special, and why I when I hear these people talk about lists of most committed fan bases. And most like passionate fan bases, I think the Nebraska, I don't hear Nebraska's fans up there a lot, which I think is a, uh, a, something that should be talked about more because how do you define something as a passionate fan base? I think the best way to do it is look at when the team's bad. Who's showing up? Are they still showing up? That is a passionate fan base. If your team is three and nine for back to back to back seasons and then four and eight, and then it's still not good. And so expected to be good every single year and not good. And still late in the season, people are showing up for games, hoping that their team's winning, cheering their heart out every single week and usually coming home with a loss, but it's that, that commitment is what makes Nebraska fans so special.
1: Absolutely. Um, we have we're going to run out of time here pretty quickly uh we're less than a minute uh speaking of the 24 class which uh which Dylan would be a part of uh Nebraska just got a commit from uh, an athlete in uh, Garwood Garwood Texas Rodney Gradney is his name 6'1", 190 pounds so I think in the next couple of weeks you're going to see more commitments coming in certainly uh definitely in April or May there you're going to see a lot more definitely
0: well, thank you guys so much for listening. This has been an absolute blast. I'm glad we got to catch up on all this Nebraska sports uh, stuff, Grandpa. Thanks for taking the time to talk to me today. Uh, make sure tell your friends, tell your enemies, tell everyone. <laughs> Podcast only spread by word of mouth because I'm too lazy and can't figure out or I can figure out Twitter. I'm not as old as Grandpa and no social media, but I can figure out that kind of stuff. But we will leave you with one final thing. Go, Go Big, Big Red. We'll talk to you guys next week. Have a great week.